Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast. I'm Chuck. Today's episode is brought to you by Lower Gentry Studios. Lower Gentry Studios web series Canyon County will be fully released this year. You can catch the first episode online right now on YouTube. Look it up. Lower Gentry Studios, Canyon County. Today, I sit down with Nick Delfs. Nick Delfs is a Treasure Valley musician. We talk about his album redesign, and we talk about a lot of interesting aspects of music creation and production. Enjoy. Welcome, right. Nick. Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Um, so you are going to be performing uh, shortly here in, in Boise, um, as your your name is yes. your band, uh-huh. is yourself. Yep. Um, and uh, you're going to be part of Tree Fort. Which mm-hmm. which is super exciting. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit about about your music for those of you that are un- those of uh, those that are unfamiliar with your work? Uh, what, what would you, what would you like to know? Hmm. Well, um, what kind, what what inspires you about about music writing and what type of music do you associate yourself with? Huh. Um. Kind of changes all the time. Um. Sometimes I'm not very inspired at all. Okay. Um, but when I am, uh, um, yeah, I kind of, uh, a lot of different things depending on the day. Okay. <laughs> time, time of the day. <laughs> so you recently <laughs> released a redesign. Yeah. Uh, when did that come out? That came out, um, when did it come out? 2017? Okay. Last year? No, um, no, 2016. Okay. 2016. And, and right? wait. 2000, no, 17. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> right on. And and what was your what was your process when you were writing that? Um so I was um I was living in Washington at the time, um outside of this town, uh, North Bend, Washington. Okay. It's not far from Seattle. Um it's where Twin Peaks was filmed. Okay. Um I'm very familiar with that show. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, so picture that setting. Okay. Um and I was living in a cabin on the Snoqualmie River, which is the river that runs right through the town or by the town. Um, and uh, I didn't know I didn't have any I didn't know anybody uh, around. I didn't really have any friends there. Um, and uh, my son was just living in the next town over with, with his mom. And uh, anyway, so I didn't have a lot of distractions. Um, and I, I went through a period where I. I wasn't really listening to music at all. Um, nothing was really, uh, I wasn't really connecting with anything. And then so, um, so I, um, but I had this need, need to, to hear music. So, uh, so I started writing these songs and then, and then gradually started listening to music again. Um, and, uh, so that's what that process was. So I, so I, I was just in a, in a good place, I guess, to write, cause there wasn't a lot of distractions and, um, things to do and, um, other influences. So, um, and then, yeah. And so I had all the my sketches, you know, and lyrics and melodies, but nothing really, um, uh, flushed out. And then I, um, then I went to Oakland and my, my friend Nicholas Taplin has a studio there in Oakland, California. And, um, I went to his studio and, um, and kind of experimented and, did a lot of different versions of the songs and kind of figured out the songs there, really. And you do all of your own instrumentation. Um, you yeah. recorded all the instruments on there when you, when you were, which is really impressive, I think. You know, to be able to, to to cover all your bases and be proficient on on several instruments, and then you're kind of basically putting into your song what you think that that musical part should be. Hmm. Well, how does that how does that writing process go with that? I mean, you said you have the had lyrics and melodies. Did you did you sit down and did you write the chords first? Chord progressions. Did you put in the drum beat? Did you put in the bass line? How did that look? Um, each song was different. Um, you know, some songs the lyrics came first. Um, other songs, just the groove, the rhythm came first, kind of varied. And I was in a, in a, uh, place in an environment, um, situation where, um, time wasn't really a limit. You know, I, I was just in Oakland with my friend. He didn't, um, have a time restraint. We just had a lot of time to experiment, um, and, and, and work on it or not work on it, you know, um, mm-hmm. like I never felt 
pressure to. It's just, you know, if I wanted to, I could do it for as long as I wanted. And if I didn't want to, I didn't, you know, sometimes in a studio, it's like there's that, that pressure. You got to utilize every minute and because um, you're paying for it. But I was in a situation where I didn't have to do that. Um, so, yeah, so that process of, of playing all the instruments, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It, it's totally maddening um, and, uh, and 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 kind of di more difficult in some ways. And then in other ways, it's like easier than playing with a band. Um, so I suppose instead of explaining to somebody, you have to try to figure it out yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You get to. Um, for me, yeah, it's it's you just have like an in, in, internal process rather than um, you know the external or, or trying to communicate and which is which is beautiful you know c collaboration and and communicating your thoughts and ideas um i i really value um and probably the next record i'll do more of that um bring it, on some bring on some hired guns and and get them yeah for some of the other parts that's yeah cool. yeah just because that sounds that sounds fun you know refreshing but this but it's also yeah there's something about just doing it yourself where um uh yeah, it, it can be really, really quick. You know, you can just you have an impulse and you just act on it, and and and, and it and it goes from there. Do, what was uh, which was songs out of the redesign album? Did you find clicked the quickest? Clicked along the quickest when you were when you were writing? Just out of curiosity. Um. um well, yeah. So uh, somewhere wild came pretty quickly, and a song for Aja. Like you know, happens. Yeah, just yeah. And were they in floating a, around in your head for a while? Um, not so much. Yeah, I mean, the song for Aja, it just came out like I was on a drive. It happened, you know, it was uh, like in a few hours on a long drive. Oh, right on. Yeah, right on. Yeah. And who were who were your influences when you were when you were growing up, musically? Musically, um, yeah. My dad listened to a lot of um. A lot of uh, country music and folk music, um, yeah, like um, you know uh, Neil Young and okay. Los Lobos and um, and um, yeah Joni Mitchell. Uh, um, there's a lot of music. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was really into you know just what everyone else you know kind of you know Beatles and. Um, mm. Yeah, George Harrison and um, that kind of stuff. You so know? the 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 song composition type of music, very yeah, yeah. So that yeah, exactly. Um, so that was a heavily influenced from my father, but then um, you know my I was really influenced by my brother and my sister, and and they kind of brought in more like different from my father's music, um, reggae. You know Bob Marley and um, and then um, yeah other other. Yeah, all kinds of music, really. Um, yeah, oddly enough, it's weird. I wasn't listening to a lot of Michael Jackson uh, when I was writing this or recording it, but I was. That was that was a really special, inspiring kind of music when I was younger, and I think it came out. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I hear that later, anyway. Oh, right on. There's some like, yeah, like which, I don't think anyone else could hear it. But <laughs> which which years of of Michael are you are you um, were you dialed in the most? Do you think I, it's just here and there, you know, mm -hmm. um, off the wall, and then like earlier stuff. And but anyway, um, it's kind of interesting how things just come out. Yeah, I know? guess I wouldn't necessarily pull Michael Jackson. I don't think anyone of, would. But I, the I, there's like yeah. Well, you know the the beats that you come up with, I think, are are pretty slick. Like the background music, that's where my ear always goes. Mm. I I tell uh, I tell people all the time um, when I'm singing along with with music, I don't know the words. I don't remember the words. I yeah. I will just say the words that go, but it doesn't register with me. Uh -huh, it's just like the notes and the melody and and the background music is what I cue into. Which I thought was that's. I was pretty impressive that you did all the all the instrumentation mm -hmm. um, in the background and the writing. Um, it felt pretty complex to me, you know. Oh, but then cool. the, the the songs were simple enough to to follow along with, and you knew what to expect. I mean, you have mm -hmm. some 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 different areas where where you pull that expectation away. I think, um, in some of those songs, which I dug, because oh, um, cool. it keeps it keeps me on my toes, and then it gives you that appreciation of like, oh, I didn't quite hear that coming. Oh, I see. You know, that's good to hear. Um, that's that's kind of where I. That's the kind of music I like. Uh, uh -huh. You know, just just the stuff where you can dial into 
um, a different instrument and there's something interesting going on with it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, one of my favorite bands when I was, when I was in a teenager was the strokes because mm. they had basically two riffs going on all the time with the two guitar pieces. Yeah. And I thought when I, the first time I heard that, I'm like, Oh, this is cool. It's not the lead guy playing the lead riff. It's two lead riffs going on right at the oh, same yeah, time. Yeah. And then you can just kind of like pick what, pick and choose which one's going yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. I like they're, that. They're not that like right on the too. forefront. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. So so what was it like? Um, what was the studio like that you recorded the album in? Did just had all the instruments? I have no idea. I've, this so my studio, as you can see, is a bunch of sound dampeners that I built myself, uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then a blanket on the wall to block out the light. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just imagine. Uh, do you bring your own instruments in there? Are there specific instruments that you that you bring that you like to record with? Um, j- like. Kind of um, in all the, the situations I've been in recording albums, yeah, I mean, um, similar thing. I just brought my guitar, and um, you know, it's a large, it's a large living room. Um, it, w- w- you know, everything is there: keyboards and drums and p- acoustic piano and um, and yeah, yeah. I like. So it's kind of like a buffet. It's a buffet. You just I've, get to walk in there and be yeah. like, "I'm going to start pounding away on this instrument, see what happens." Exactly. Uh, this particular such studio, you know, um, had the it's a buffet, but a a, a a limited variety of of of, of flavors mm-hmm. um, in the way that it's you know just drums, keyboards, pianos, uh, piano, and and a bass. You know. Okay. Um, and so. It's it's nice to have limitations because I've I've recorded in studios mm. before where you have vibraphones and different kinds of pianos, okay. and a lot of keyboards and a lot of drums and and that's really exciting at first, but it's there's a lot of rabbit holes that you could fall into. I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I I recent like two years ago I picked up um a a, a MIDI keyboard. Uh-huh. And then I, I purchased uh, FL Studio. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I mean, it's just another alt. I don't know if you know Ableton at all. I've heard, I've heard that anyway, it's before. just it, it's so it turned this keyboard into. They have all these synthesizers, and then you can. It's a very complicated instrument, you mm-hmm. know, because you sit down and then you start dialing this on the screen. It's just a bajillion adjustments that you can yeah. make to get it to, to sound similar to certain instruments or sound very unique and then the reverb and things like that. And so I would get lost on that for like a week mm-hmm. at a time just trying to figure out, trying to get a certain sound out of something. And then it was like, well, what did I do creatively? Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. I do that. I do the music for like the films that Lower Gentry Studios does. And so I try to stay on top of the, the musical productivity and have a backlog of, of, of songs and riffs and things that I can I can pull from. Mm-hmm. And then that way, when we come up with a new project, usually there's some type of musical score I can I can pull from like my library of riffs and stuff like that. So, oh, I see. so it was kind of a it was initially a step backward as far as like cranking out, making sure I was I was being productive because of the fact that the, the, the level of selection is infinite. Yeah. You know, it's, so many per, difficult. Yeah. Per, permutations. But yeah, I know exactly I like, what you mean. I like limitations. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 like, it helps you kind of uh, zero in on a sound too, yeah. right? I grew, up, I grew up recording on four tracks. And, um, nice. And I heard um, my friend Carl, Carl Blau say, you know, one time, yeah, like to keep the, the, the four, he called it the four track mind. You know, mm. when you're when you're recording and you have an infinite amount of tracks, keep the four track mind. You know, there's there should be these four elements that are okay. the core. And I, I don't know, I, I I try to do that. And and, and limitations are are um, can be really helpful. You know. Yeah, totally. And four tracks. So you used to have one with the with the cassette where it would just record just all four, four tracks, all four yeah. tracks right on there. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. yeah. I I, uh, I was uh, just just after that I had a um, I had a, a mini disc that my band used to record to that was super slick. I remember when I got that, I'm like, yeah. dang, we are technologically is, savvy. That was some exciting, <laughs> wild new technology. Yeah, it was super portable. <laughs> um, yeah, tiny. That's, that's, tiny, that's... tiny. <laughs> so so um, how long have you been a solo act? Because um, I wanted to talk to you about touring and things like that too, because yeah, we were talking, it's right. kind of a, been a dream of mine to, to be able to go on tour. Yeah. But, you can do it. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> and it's not that great. No, I'm just joking. Um, no, it, it's fun. Um, and it's not fun. But uh, uh, so solo act. So I don't know. I've, I've, I've played solo um, since I was like a kid. Um, 
but I, I feel like I haven't I haven't really taken it seriously until like a few years ago. Um, I decided, you know, and especially so I've been, um, um, you know, I, everything that I do or that I want to do or that I'm interested in, you know, like it's uh, rhythm. I'm I'm really uh, I really like rhythm, uh, simple rhythm, and so I decided to you know, play with this kick drum, um, and it, and it really helped, <clears throat> especially with a lot of these new songs that um, that are very rhythm rhythm oriented um and so yeah anyway just a few years ago i decided to like have band practice like with myself you okay. know like really kind of take it seriously as opposed yeah. to you know solo shows you just yeah like okay whatever you know i'll just play this song and um and um and i don't know for some reason i just didn't take it that seriously but i, I decided to try to take it seriously here in here in Boise because I was getting um Eric was get, getting me a lot of shows and gigs you know where I play for long periods of time and um so anyway I just, just decided to take it seriously and have band practice with myself you know like kind of be a little more regimented and uh yeah anyway right on and yeah. learn to jam with yourself with that yeah. with that kick drum is guitar your primary instrument is that what you started on no um i started by a play, uh, drum set uh, i played drums for a oh, long wow. time um, okay yeah my grandfather um, well, that makes sense then that i kind of cue into a lot of the rhythmic stuff that you have in the the background on your, yeah. on your album it's super slick i feel like drums is is one of those things it's like that's it's, really cool that you go to guitar from drums yeah, it's it it just makes more sense to me, and I feel like I'm more proficient at that. Just because I've, it's just what I'm more interested in, and I've had more time with that instrument, um, and I've just kind of applied whatever I learned playing drums as a kid to just whatever instrument I played. Guitar, like I'm not really a guitar player. Like um, okay, like I don't know um, the drummer that I play with in Portland. You know, like he thinks of my guitar playing as just like a shaker. Okay. You know, I guess that's all. It's just, it's just rhythm. You know, I don't okay. know. There's nothing that interesting about it to, to me. Um, and I'm not trying to be very interest, interesting with the guitar. I mean, um, and that's another thing. Like, I, yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I, there's this whole thing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not mindset, you know, um, where, where are you? Um, um, I, he I heard someone say, um, that uh you know they there was an artist uh, it was a mime actually say that um you know the turning point in their career was that they they stopped trying to be interest interesting and started trying to be more, more interested um and so that that's where i kind of think the creative process um uh you can benefit within the creative process that kind of where you're you, you, you know you want to interest you want to become interested yourself, you know, before you're interesting to someone else. That's you know? really funny that you bring that up because I wanted to ask you specifically about introvert versus extrovert um, musicianship. Oh, okay. I okay. had written that question out because it was something I was thinking about this week and and how uh, when you're playing in front of people, obviously you get a certain level of, of excitement when you're doing that and like in an extroverted fashion like i'm really enjoying this i'm in the moment i'm here with this crowd but then there's mm. also that aspect of when you're sitting down um with your instrument and and getting getting some progress on a song or, or coming up with something or an idea hits you and you're just in the moment with yourself mm. um what what do you think what percentage are you introverted versus extroverted as a musician where do you get your kicks yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question um, uh, because yeah, I've I've I feel like I have the extremes. I I can be an extreme introvert and an, ex, and an extreme extrovert, um, but within the creative process, um, um, yeah, I yeah, that's tricky. Yeah, when when like I'm writing or experimenting, um, it's it's really nice to be in that in that space of. Um, you know, you're 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 not thinking about in anyone else really, um, um, and you, you, I mean, you're just not thinking. You're not analyzing, or um, I mean, that's the beauty of music or meditation or whatever. You know, um, whatever uh, activity one does to to uh, center themselves um, is that you get to turn off that that planning 
and an analytical mind, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, an- analytical mind, you know, the, et- the self-editing process is, is um, crucial uh, uh, and important, but, um, but that doesn't always need to happen right away. That, uh, it's better to have that happen later. Kind of get the idea out there first and then go back and look yeah. at it. Yeah, so there's this kind of a dance or play between, um, you know, uh, um, yeah, the the objective and and the subjective, you know, uh, view on what you're doing. You know, obviously you can't be purely ob- objective, but but um, but uh, but yeah. So like, you know, do it for yourself or for for whoever, um, and uh, and then and then and then after that, at that point, you know, then then you can start kind of analyzing it. And um, I guess that would be maybe ec- extroverted uh, approach to it. Yeah, um, making it more popular for for honing it. Yeah, in or you you know you 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 have an idea. Um, you have something that you want to say, and then and then and then you say it, and then it's documented, um, and then and then it, and then it then it kind of sits and marinates, and then and then you're able to look at it, and you're just like, okay, like what 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 is the value of this, or what um, what is what is that person? You know, your per, the, the you in the past. Uh, what is that person trying to say? You know. What, what do you um, did you do a lot of the production process on your album as well? Aside from recording, did you do a lot of the balancing, or how did that work out? Um, Speaking of was, like the the objective part, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the part that you spent that's the other, yeah, it's like the iceberg. That's the other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what percentage that is, but it's I don't know at least fifty percent of it mm-hmm. is 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 the the mixing and producing part. Um, and yeah, I've always tried to be involved in that as much as I can. So I'm not, um, um, you know, so I guess the producing, um, uh, the, the producing that I contributed to the album, uh, I guess would be kind of, yeah, um, more in the, yeah. So I, uh, what am I trying to say? Um, so I, so my friend Nicholas, that was the engineer, okay. you know, he, uh, he was the engineer. Um, so he, um, uh, took care of all of the tech technology. Um, and anyway, so, so, so we produced together kind of in, in that, in that first, so yeah, production is interesting. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, um, you know, it starts from the beginning of the process, you know, it starts where, where you place the microphone. Yes, um, you know, and it goes from very, there. Very crucial, depending upon what type of sound that you want to get from yeah. your instrument, or whether exactly. it's a direct line, or if it's if it's a mic amplifier, and what the amplifier that you want to use, and how you want that to sound. You know, specifically guitar, yeah, or the bass drum. Um, how how close you want to have that mic to. S- it's less booming usually, right? If you pull yeah. it away a little bit, so it's a little bit more, which I would imagine would make a huge difference in the balancing of the track. Yeah. Like that that bass aspect is one thing that I, I get really interested in when I'm listening to things because sometimes that bass drum is there, but it doesn't come off as bassy and then the artist will throw in the bass, uh, bass guitar and then make that the booming instrument, yeah. which completely changes the feel of the song. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. you know you know all about that type of stuff, and so you you help a little contribute. bit. A lot of it's just intuitive, you know. Um, you know, it's like I don't have any rules or or education about it, um, just in my own experience. So I always, so I guess what I'm trying to say is like um, I could never just produce something totally on my own. I'm always relying on on friends or professionals that um, that 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 really understand the technology behind it and it helps um, the it helps probably the entire process to get input along the way yeah exactly yeah I, I really value and especially when you're doing a project where you're playing every instrument you know mm-hmm. you really need you really need to uh get away from yourself you know because yeah. this is all you um um when you're playing every instrument um so yeah it's 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 really beneficial to have have those other um personalities in there and and yeah it's a great that's like kind of my favorite um way of that um it's a great cre- uh collaborative process the 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 producing and mixing um part of the album um what's yeah. your favorite what's your favorite part is it the is it the performance is it the writing it kind of changes all the time. Yeah, sometimes writing is um, really gratifying and intoxicating, and 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 then sometimes it's not at all. Sometimes writing is like <laughs> just like 
completely derails me and it makes me, uh, yeah, like lose touch with reality and become very irresponsible. So, you know, it's, so it's sometimes I don't like writing some, a lot of times, like I, um, I'm doing this more and more, like deciding like, you know, okay, now I want to write or, but more importantly now, like I'm not going to write, you know? Do you um, have a, do you have like a procedure that you follow? No, it's not really strict. It's just, it's just kind of an intuitive thing where it's just like, I don't want to, or, and it's very practical sometimes. It's like, okay, like I, I have a job and I have a son and, and I need to do all these things and I don't want to be super distracted. I want to take care of the material, you know, things and, and the people I love and I don't want to, um, I don't want to neglect them or be irresponsible. So I'm just, I'm not going to write right now. And then, oh, and then so other... you get pulled that deeply into it then. Into, that, into the writing process. Is that what you're saying? You could just, Sometimes, be, you could just get lost. See, I never hours. know. So it's just like, you know, <laughs> you gotta be careful. <laughs> right um, so it is your drug almost. <laughs> yeah. It's very intoxicating. So you have to be careful with it. And I'm learning how to be regulated with it. And I'm, and I'm also trying to ha not have a, um, a codependent relationship with, with it, with the writing process and the creative process, you know, um, you know, I don't want to rely on it for everything. Um, but it's but it's it's really fun when it's there, and it helps me figure out who I am, and and um, gives me something. You know, a lot of this society, this this world that we live in, it's like we're oftentimes doing things that um, don't really make any sense, and and we're not good at. You know, a lot of pe times people have a job where they they just don't care about their job. Yeah, it's not what they're meant to do. It's not what they're interested in. But they just mm -hmm. do it for the majority of their life. Um, yeah. What do you think that is? Is it just is it just fear of of risk taking? I'm just curious about. Oh, why why we're in that situation? Yeah. That's a huge question. I mean, I think yeah. Um, I don't even know where to begin with that, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know the answer. <laughs> but but that's the situation we're in. Um, and so so it's nice to um, to have something like music or whatever you you do to um, to you know to to to. Um, um, it makes, you know, to feel alive and makes feel like you're, you're doing something important, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes I don't know why it's important. You know, I don't know the purpose of music, but I try not to analyze it too much. Right on. Just go, go with your gut. Yeah. I actually, um, uh, several episodes now, uh, a friend of mine, uh, his name's Tyler Carson. He's, he's, um, uh, uh, violinist. And he, he's from Victoria, Canada. And at the age of like 12, he, he played in the Victoria Philharmonic. I mean, wow. you know what I mean? Very yeah. amazing violinist that has since gone into like pop music. Mm. You know, and he went on this uh, tangent of, of just looping his own violin and driving around with his wife in an RV. A very cool, very cool guy. Um, but, but he kind of gets that uh, when he's playing, he, uh, he talks about that, that getting into that zone, mm. you know, because I was asking him about like how being such a skilled musician, how, what is it that, that, uh, how do you get to that point where your thoughts are coming out? Mm. And he's like, the problem is, is you don't, you just can't think about it. Yeah. He's like, you can become pretty proficient pretty quickly with the instrument. If you just don't, don't overthink it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, when you, when you do it, when you approach it that way, you know, it, it, it pulls you into that, that zone, mm. you know? And since then I've been, been trying to, to approach, the music that way because I like I told you I, I I have a guitar background I learned how to play some trap set as well but like sitting in front of a keyboard it's very unnatural for me mm. you know it makes sense though because at least like they're all just ordered all the notes are right there yeah <laughs> right so you can hammer away on it but it's yeah. kind of nice you know and then it's like well just quit thinking about it and all of a sudden stuff starts to to come yeah. out yeah you know mm -hmm. so um Anyway, that that was kind of tangential. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk to you about uh, about uh, touring, yeah. Too. I mean, so, touring. so you you did you have you toured as a solo act? Yeah. Okay. I have. And then you you were with a band in Portland previously, correct? Yeah. Okay. And so, can you tell us about tell everyone about yeah. touring and, and what that what the reality of that is versus yeah. somebody that wants to become uh, a musician on tour? Okay. Yeah. The highs okay. and the lows. The highs and the lows. Um, yeah. So I was in a band for many years. Uh, we're uh, the Shaky Hands, uh, and we 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 toured a lot. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know how many full U.S. tours, but quite a few full U.S. tours, and we toured Europe. Um, and um, let's see. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. I, it, it seems kind of and 
it seems kind of like a young young man's gig, <laughs> young person's gig. Okay. Um, um, and yeah, especially since I've had my son, um, it's just not practical. Um, but I've um, I like going on short tours. I like I like going out for like a week, maybe maybe two weeks. But yeah. Um, What's the longest tour you've been on? Uh, the Shaky Hands went on a tour that I think was two and a half months straight. Oh wow! Or maybe even more. Yeah, it was a it was like a full U.S. tour, and then and then and then we flew to Europe for a month, and we toured Europe for a month, and then we flew back to the U.S. and did either a yeah I don't know how long, but then yeah U.S. East Coast to West Coast um, stint, and so yeah, long time. Wow. Yeah. What does it look like? What's fun about it? What's 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 atrocious about the process? Um, yeah. So that was too long. First of all, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. That's just. I, that was, was it almost every night stupid. that you were playing? Yeah. We we didn't have a lot of days off. Dang. Yeah. Um, so I can remember. This is quite a while ago. But anyway. Um, what instrument were you playing? <laughs> I was group? playing electric guitar. Okay. <clears throat> And, um, yeah, so I don't know. I like, I like traveling. I like meeting people. I like, um, you know, um, you know, really feeling that, you know, it's like everything's just kind of temporary, you know, you're just like, you see, you see something and then you're in the next town the next day or, you know, and it, everything's just moving along. You're, you can kind of, um, it's very easy to, to stay stimulated. I feel like when you're, when you're traveling, um, does that eventually that stimulation start to wear off? Yeah, I think a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's just um, you know, traveling's hard on, on the body first of all, and it's it's hard to find good food. You know. Oh, I didn't yeah. even think about that. The food, the food part's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's really hard. Whenever I, I go out of town, I'm always like, oh man, I'm just gonna eat another crappy yeah. whatever. I'm gonna feel awful you after can just eating. Start this. It's eating just eating really bad. And... Yeah, and it can after a while. I mean, that really wears wears on you. It wears war on me. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the hard part, but yeah, um, but it's great. I mean, for, like just musically, it's so great to, um, especially with a band and I, I felt a little bit on the solo tours that I've done. You just, yeah, just that thing where, um, you know, kind of like we were talking about earlier where, you know, you're, 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 you're putting so much time every, every night you're, 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 you're playing. And so, um, it just becomes so effortless, effortless, you know? Um, and that, that's kind of, yeah, when you're talking about your, the classical musician friend or, you know, that, that effortlessness, that's, that's kind of, um, that's the goal in some ways, you know, as a performer to get to that point where you're, you just, you know, it so well, you know, and if it's, if it's, if it's a compelling idea or piece of music that can be played, you know, thousands and millions of times, you know, um, to get really comfortable with performing it and, um, uh, is great. And that's what I value mostly, uh, m most about touring is is that that practice. Oh, okay. And, you know, not not having... interesting. I never even thought about that aspect. I mean, I guess you would have to, obviously you would have to play your set list over and over again. Yeah. But I suppose you you get to approach it differently each time, and maybe if you are comfortable, you can kind of let some of that, some of those inner thoughts or inner emotions just come right out into the yeah. performance a lot more easily without having to have that top down thinking process about where your hands are or whether or not you're hitting the cue because it's just, you're going to hit it perfectly anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty slick. Yeah. That's pretty slick. Did you meet any interesting people? I told you I kind of want to oh, hear yeah. I want to hear a story about somebody. Like someone that I met yeah, on it, tour? Yeah, maybe, a, or whatever. I mean, it just, it'd be, it'd be cool if you had a story about somebody that you met for the first time and huh. someone that, yeah. Yeah. Interesting interactions. Yeah, I know that there's been a lot of that sort of thing. Uh, trying to think of... Um, I'll have to think on that. Okay. Yeah, someone that I met. Tell a story about someone that you met. Okay. Well, what was your what was your favorite place to visit? Um, I guess it doesn't have to be on tour. I don't know if there's a yeah. place that you like to visit. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, there's. I don't know. There's. Yeah, there's some. There's some nice swimming holes that I've been to. <laughs> in the Twin Peaks area. <laughs> yeah, and um here in Idaho and California and um yeah, I like I like swimming. I like uh backpacking and um so yeah. But yeah, cities. Um Were there any places where you visited on tour and you're like, I need to come back here? 
This place seems really yeah, cool. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of places. Um, yeah, uh, especially in Europe, you know, I, I, you know, you didn't, we didn't really have enough time. It's like, uh, yeah, to to really. Have you been? Have you spent time there outside of touring? Um, no, I haven't. Yeah, I've just done two two different tours. Okay. Through, through yeah, without a very many days off, that's got to be kind of yeah. a bummer with like, all oh, that. Oh man, I wish I had just a few more days. All that history and culture. And, yeah, you're, you're on stage. Right. <laughs> and then you're just gone the next day. Dang. Like, see you later, Par- Paris. <laughs> I heard you're really great. Were there any cool <laughs> towns in Europe that people don't necessarily wouldn't necessarily register on their uh, yeah on their minds that you were like this place is I really awesome uh, yeah I um, there's this town called uh, Quint Quindlinburg I think that's the name of it Quindlinburg in Germany okay um, I don't know I just really liked it was a very small town um, there's there's some old castles kind of on the outskirts um, and uh, I don't know I I, I met some some cool people there. There's a, a man that ran a venue there. I forget his name, but he was such a, um, such like a wonderful host, you know? Um, so yeah, I went there with my friend Allie. So I was doing a solo tour and then I, and then she hopped on. And so kind of doing a duo tour and we played in Quinlinburg and, um, took a train there and he picked us up from the train, which I wasn't expecting, you know, he was there <laughs> um, and he, uh, drove us to the venue and, you know, he had a nice, nice little room for us to stay in, um, and, um, cooked us, you know, uh, I forget what he, it was just like rice and it was like a curry, I think just this really simple meal, but it was just so good, especially being on the road and just eating bread and, mm-hmm. um, just like old food. You know, that's the thing about, yeah, eating junk food or just, it's like old food, you know, you're eating old old processed food, which is supposedly the worst possible thing (laughs) for you to eat. So, you know, to have this fresh home cooked meal, um, by this man that I I forget his name and he ran the venue and I could tell he really like, you know, put, put the posters out and got the word out to the town and we had a good crowd. Um, he was just so sweet and just, I put a lot of care into, to this, this, uh, this thing that he had going on. So that's slick. Yeah. That's really slick. And that's, yeah, that's pretty common though. Like in, I don't know, in, 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 in Germany and, um, in France and, you know, you, you have these people that, uh, that run venues or they, you know, they, they really care about the music and they, they kind of, they, they do it full on, you know, and they really take care of the artists, you know, how does that, in this different way. How did the, the, how does that happen to where your music is gets to the point where, oh, okay, well, you can go on tour in Europe and people are going to recognize you or there's how, – how does that work? Um, I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, I think you just choose to do it, really. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I want to tour Europe, so you, like, get in contact with the booking agent or you book it yourself. Um, and, yeah, it's amazing. You know, it's like when I – Last time I was there, when I was doing this duo tour, it's like I set up a lot of the shows while I was there. I was on tour with another band, and then and then after that tour, I was like a hired gun drummer for this band, Radiation City. And while I was on that tour, I kind of set up the other tour after that one. If that makes any sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, and so as I was doing it, um, you know, uh, coming in contact with, getting contacts and meeting people and, and setting up. The, the the tour and the shows it's just it's just the fact that you know that you've traveled this far and that you know that you're that the fact that you're doing it you know it's like there's there's kind of a re- reciprocation with that yeah you know like you're doing this like we're gonna take it seriously too you you're you're taking it seriously we're gonna take it seriously that's cool yeah what what are the crowds like in in Europe is is there any difference versus the United States yeah I mean I I felt like there was a difference you know um um. Uh, I don't know, just like, just kind of more excited and loving in, in a certain way. Hmm. Um, yeah, I did, I don't know. I just didn't, um, you know, uh, Britain's different, you know, Britain's kind of like the United States. There's, like people are just kind of seem to be a little bit jaded, you know? Oh, interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not an expert. It's, I don't know. I've just gone a couple of times and mm-hmm. this is, yeah, my, my. My my two cents for my limited experience, but um, they're trying to keep up with the Joneses and and I don't know as much as yeah. they are possibly. Yeah, 
I like I said, yeah. Every every place is different. Everyone is different, but yeah. Um, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, any that's a common thing, and people enjoy touring Europe more than the U.S. So okay, and it makes sense to me. And what do you what do you think about the change in in the? How long have you been performing music? Just out of curiosity. Um, since I was a kid, since I was okay. yeah, pretty young. Yeah. Well, what do you think about the changes that have happened as far as uh, as far as Basically, I mean, when when I was a teen and, and a young kid, there were a handful of bands that everybody knew about. Yeah, when they were making music, I mean, that still kind of exists, but I I feel like that number has dwindled, mm. and then the number of people that are outperforming yeah has increased by tremendously. Yeah, I mean, you think about the size of uh, the Treasure Valley, and then the Tree Fort, uh, you know that those that week long or however many days like five long five days of concert and yeah. the number of acts that they can get in mm. and the number of skilled acts it kind of blows my mind yeah especially the size of the town and I think I think Boise's kind of music forward though I mean I, mm. they're very I I don't know that I've ever been disappointed going to a show in downtown Boise and just walking in and seeing a band I've never really heard of before yeah it's usually pretty damn good yeah you know hmm. so but I, i'm just curious about what you've seen because you've traveled around you've played it sounds like in in california and washington and oregon and here and you've gone on tour what have you seen in, in the changes in that and, and what's what are the benefits of of having so much music available versus how it was before um yeah that's a big question um yeah first of all yeah with boise yeah, it's it's like you know, you, you you need someone like Eric Gilbert, you know, that 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 pushes it, you know, and um and and then once you know once that started, there's a momentum there. Um, and I think I don't know I feel like that could happen anywhere, really. It's like music is a universal language, um, and um, but yeah, I don't know, you know the amount of music, um, you know, it's. You could you could uh, say it's because of the technology, not only that the technology to 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 record the music is more ready readily available, but then you have the the, the technology to 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 share the music. Yeah, so social media is is easier and available to everyone. So you know that's obvious thing. That's um, but um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess sorry to I'm kind of divert. Um, back to your question how long i've been playing music sure and then i'll try to tie it into okay yeah so i guess yeah the way i started out um my 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 uh, i was interested in the drums but um i didn't have a drum set so my my brother um um stole the drum set from his from his high school <laughs> my brother's seven years older than me anyway okay and so he you know he, he and he and he had a friend his best friend played bass and my brother played guitar and so mm. um so they needed a drummer like desperately um <laughs> i don't think he necessarily like even wa wanted me but you, you were I in was, a small town was this mendocino was this yeah south of there really small rural okay. plate yeah so no i know exactly because I, I grew up in yankton south dakota 12, okay. 12,000 people. And it was like, you, you knew the drummers. Yeah. Because there were like five people in town that could play the drums yeah, well exactly. enough to be yeah. on stage. Yeah. One of those kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we lived in the middle of nowhere and, um, you know, the nearest town to where our house was just a store and a post office. Mm -hmm. And there's just other small little coastal towns there. And so anyway, yeah, so not a lot of, and no, no music program at the high school. So that's mm. why my brother felt justified in stealing the, the drum set. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so I just, you know, I played drums in his band for, um, you know, and, and, and we, and we played some, some fun shows and, um, it's pretty, yeah, loud, um, you know, music, um, you know, we, we were really into Sonic Youth at the time. Okay. Um, and so, uh, yeah, um, and, um. And so, yeah, started out there and, you know, had a drum set, you know, that was stolen, a really nice drum set, actually. Um, and, and started playing with my brother and, um, and I don't know, yeah, it just, it started out as very, like, he needed a drummer, I wanted to play drums, so it happened very naturally. Um, and then, yeah, from there, you know, um, yeah, I played in different bands and, and then, you know, moving to Portland was really exciting because there's a lot of, a lot of musicians there and a lot of house shows, you know, 
Oh, okay. Um, and so, so yeah, that was a cool thing because it was just, you know, there, there wasn't, um, you know, uh, it just, it seemed like our, our, our own thing that we were doing that was completely separate from, from, you know, um, capitalism, you know, or whatever, you know, it's like, you're not getting paid. You're not, you're not there to sell alcohol, you know, a lot of venues. It's like, that's the reason why you're there. It feels like mm -hmm. just to help sell the alcohol. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, starting in that environment, environment and, um, yeah. So how it's changed now. Yeah. I, I still have a hard time. I have a hard time with, uh, yeah, the social media aspect of it. Um, uh, I mean, I, th I think it's great in a lot of ways, um, you know, to be able to reach so many people and, and promote things so easily. Yeah. Um, but I just, ha I guess I have a hard time with it because, um, um, because I just want to do it. I just want to make the art, you know, oh, I, d I don't yeah. want to promote it. I, I think it should be promoted. And, and there's, there's a, there's a, uh, I feel like a responsibility sometimes, you know, when you, when you make something and you bring other people into it and you sacrifice yourself to, to, to make an album or a song, you know, you kind of have this duty, you know, like to share it, you know? Um, and so that's, so, so social media is, is a great tool to share it, obviously. Yeah. But I just have a hard time with, 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 um, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to promote it or, uh, you know, um, it's awkward position to be in, you know, it's like, um, I heard that, uh, Jonathan Richmond, you know, he doesn't, um, you know, the artist Jonathan Richmond, um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't bring his own, uh, albums and stuff to his shows, you know, uh, because it, I don't know, uh, I heard, I heard that, you know, he, once he performs, like the idea that he performs and then he jumps behind the merch table and like, and then he sells his stuff and then he's like the salesman, you know, it's like, yeah. it's kind of awkward and weird, weird hats to, you know, uh, uh, interesting, different hats you got to take off and put on. Um, well, it's almost like it puts a certain amount of pressure on you that the genuineness in your artistic performance could be put at risk based on the fact that you have external pressure to, to make sure <laughs> yeah. that you're making enough money if this yeah. is what you want to do. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah, you yeah. articulated it well. Yeah, my, that's, uh, that's the way, what I'm saying. My brother and I, uh, you know, we do, we do a film thing and, and we kind of realized that the the talent that you have as an artist is is not the same as the talent that you have as a promoter, which is always true. Yeah. You know, and now because the medium has been opened up to everybody where you don't have to know a promoter to get, you know, like, you know, back in the day, you go to Ticketmaster booth at the grocery store and then you go buy tickets to like whatever show, you know, and it's that was the way you did it. Now yeah. it's anybody has access to have their own ticket booth for, for whatever. Yeah. And that's a completely separate skill set than being a musician. Yeah. Or being a filmmaker or being a photographer or being good at that, those things. And it's kind of yeah. interesting where that, that intersection is and where that meets and mm. then, and what ends up being profitable Yeah, as a result of that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's, I think of the same thing. It's like encouraging, um, in a certain sense, but then in another sense, it's discouraging because you have to do it if you want to get yourself up to the top of the heap. You have yeah. to become proficient at it, which requires time. It requires commitment. And then it's one of those awkward things like you were talking about where you're like, hey, I'm really great, right? <laughs> Let's suck. Yeah. Let me talk about how great I am yeah. myself. Or you're, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it feels like social media, like you're you're shouting in an ocean of people, you know, like, hey, what about me? Because everyone's just screaming at once. You know, there's this <laughs> huge wall of sound. And, you know, that people are trying to promote themselves. Um, um, How apropos that a musician would use a, a metaphor about sound for social media. <laughs> yeah. Good work. Thank you. This interview is going very well mm. all of a sudden. Um, but uh, yeah, what I was going to say, yeah, not only, yeah, not only is that, yeah, but, but I mean, it's expected too. That's the other mm -hmm. thing. Like Vin, if you're playing a show, a venue expects it, and you know if you're on a label, a record label expects oh, you to, to 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 do all these things and and be very consistent with with posting and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and it's fine. I mean, it's 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 is what it is. That's where we're at now. So might as well 
just just do it, you know, why, mm-hmm. why not? It's that discipline aspect too. I just, yeah. I, I have a hard time with it. It's like, I mean, there was one point where we were like, we're going to do a certain number of posts uh, per week. Right? And then it just, it starts to fall by the wayside because you have other projects that you want to get done. That's like the thing that you care about. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, exactly. versus the thing that you're like, I don't, whatever, <laughs> you know, I'm not concerned about how often I post. And then sometimes it takes too much brain power. And then immediately I go to the top down aspect, the top down thinking. It's like, yeah. okay, well, how do I connect this to whatever's going on right now Yeah, in the news or whatever? Some people right. are so naturally good at it though. I'm just like jealous. Yeah. yeah I'm like, right. can, can you just help me out? <laughs> yeah. Give me a little bit of that. You know, like you were talking about, like, you know, the, and this, the, the sound processing and the production end of doing an album. It's like, yeah, that, that aspect of social media. I'm, I'm, there are people that do that, though. I, I mean, yeah. there got to be. Oh, yeah. Probably not too many people here in the Treasure Valley, but like in L.A. and New York, I'm sure there's people there's, that just run their business. There's a lot on, of wizards out yeah, there. Yeah, just throwing people up to the top of the heap on Instagram and Twitter and, yeah. and social media and Facebook and all that nonsense. But yeah. anyway, it's nuts. So so you've you've seen that. That changes it um, now that bands can promote themselves. Um, and like you said, you can just go on tour, <laughs> decide to go on tour. Yeah. Um, is that is that something that's that's newer, would you say? Or has that always existed? But now maybe there's more people that are looking for new types of music since it is so readily available. I don't, I don't know. I don't really know. No, definitely not an expert. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, I could, I could speculate. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, yeah. How do you find new music to listen to? How do I find new music? Yeah, and what kind of shows do you usually go to? Um, yeah. Um, so a lot of the music, new music. I, I have friends that that turn me on to stuff all the time. Okay, and um. And yeah, I, I, I try to, um, you know, I, yeah, I try to, to look all around, you know, mm-hmm. um, or music just comes to me too, you know, it's like I'll accidentally have the classical music station on when I start my car and then mm-hmm. there's this like, just totally mind blowing, you know, life altering music that happens, you know, accidentally. It's yeah. Like, oh, Wow. Um, you know, so just, it's happening all the time. Um, new, new music and ideas are everywhere. Um, and yeah, but I mean, yeah, if there's some, if there's like a really good album that came out, I feel like my friends will let me know, um, mm-hmm. or I'll see it somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I don't actively seek, seek, seek that stuff out. And, and there's so much older music and, um, out there and, um, that's kind of, I guess that's one of the things that I've started to appreciate about like Spotify and those types of services yeah. is I can get into s- some of those groups that I listen to and then you can find all sorts of backtracks of, of, of stuff that you didn't necessarily listen to when you were younger. Yeah. Because it was always whatever was on the radio was going to be their hit tunes. Yeah, exactly. And they had a, even more brilliant songs and tracks like yeah. deeper into that deep, album deep cuts yeah exactly yeah. like the the talking and, and uh a new one that i've run into is daniel johnston oh, i don't yeah. know if you know oh yeah okay yeah i yeah, very familiar i didn't know that he existed yeah. until like three months ago uh-huh. and it's an amazing thing that he's got just album after album on spotify and i'm just more and more <laughs> amazed as i click next i'm like this guy is great yeah how does the world not how did i not know about him yeah and why does the world not know about him and then as i get into it and then you can you can delve into like you know wikipedia pages on these artists and then you're like oh my gosh well he did influence a ton of different people Mm -hmm. which is it was bizarre but he's not necessarily like when he was when he was making music which would have been like in the 80s and 90s he wasn't you know as prevalent as like the talking heads yeah you know but still he was doing just it. just as influential <laughs> somehow, you know, yeah. and it was that that genuineness that I think that he that he projected in in his tracks, which is uh, amazing to me. Yeah, so you genuine know? and such a um, prolific, yeah. Which I think is probably why he's he's I I can get access to his music because obviously people treasured it enough to keep it around. Yeah. Because those tapes, obviously, like, yeah. <laughs> they would have degraded <laughs> yeah. with, with this many decades he, He's gotten him. a lot of help, yeah. My, the band Shaky Hands that I played, and we played um, on the BBC radio right right before him. Oh, really? 
right after him, sorry. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, he was there. We got to watch him perform. Oh, cool. And then we got to meet him and talk with him, and then and then we played. Right on. Um, so it was pretty cool. And that was kind of, at that point, I was, I was actually like, that was kind of like the peak of my uh, interest in him. So it was pretty, pretty great. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's got to be nice. Yeah. He's, he's a funny, strange, strange man. <laughs> well, I mean, just listening to some of his lyrics, he, yeah. he, those connections that he's making, I don't think that any, only that, only he could make them. Yeah. <laughs> I would just He's about, in his own world. Which yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> which That's is cool. Have you, so, so, so you were actually at the peak of enjoying his music and you happened to run into him. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever had uh, any other experiences with any musicians where you're like, oh, this is great. I'm... Yeah, I was really into Tom Waits uh, when I was okay. a teenager, um, and he's a, um, and I you know I heard his name growing up because uh, he was actually a, um, a a family friend. Oh, okay. Uh, my mother's best friend is really good friends with him and oh. they're my mother's best friend kind of like my aunt uh, her daughter and tom waits's daughter good friends so, yeah anyway so um so i don't know i just got really into his music especially the album rain dogs i remember when i was pretty young and and then uh and then yeah so we went to my um my mother's best friend's birthday party and he was there and so i got to talk with him for a while mm -hmm. and um yeah, talk, just talked to him about music and, um, and yeah, and that was really cool. I mean, he, yeah. Um, Do you, did he give you any pointers things. that you're, that you're willing to divulge? Um, no, but I just remember him saying that, <laughs> I, think, I don't know, we were like talking about recording or something. It is a long time ago, but he said that he's like the best guitar sound was, uh, uh, like I got a, one time I, put a stethoscope in my ears and then put the other end inside the guitar in my bathroom and it was like the best sound and oh wow yeah i don't know <laughs> interesting i don't even know how you would gather that through this stethoscope you'd have to put like yeah <laughs> you'd have to make some plastic ears and then stick a lavalier mic on the inside and plug it in and get it in stereo that'd be kind of um, cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good now now i'm gonna have to try that acoustic i'm guessing i guess yeah of, i guess as i said yeah a back of acoustic guitar in yeah. the bathroom yeah Okay. Now I have to know what it sounds like. I remember like. he I said have a stethoscope, stethoscope and <laughs> at the school I have try access to. I'm going to have to now. You got to try it out. Like, have yeah. you? No, I, I never tried it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember he said too his wife fed him all all of this great music like like he was a baby bird. Oh. Regurgitating into his mouth. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right on. But yeah, so that was that was cool to to meet him when I was really into his music. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any other uh do you have any other albums coming up? Are you are you writing anything? I mean, you said that you kind of like take the writing as as more of a uh specific procedure so you don't get too pulled into it, but are you Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm writing I'm starting to write a little bit right now. I've taken taken a few months off. Um so I'm just kind of beginning. Um not not um not pushing it too much. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm a little backed up. It's like um I've got an album that I'm recording right now, and I have all the songs written. I'm recording here in Boise. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm trying to focus on that as much as I can. Um, and then I have uh, I have an album that I have recorded myself that, um, that I'm trying to figure out the best way to release it. I, I might go under like a different name or something like that. Oh, I'm not, okay. I'm not quite sure. Oh, but it's all finished, and and I, oh, wow. I, I want to just throw it out there. I think I don't know if I'll even do physical copies, and I, I and I don't I don't want to. Um, yeah, I recorded it myself, so it's it's very lo-fi. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm not going to pitch it to to my record label. Um, I'd like to just kind of release it. Is it, is it with your acoustic guitar and a and a bass drum, or um, did you add some other instrumentation? No, it's it's like a piano um, okay. and and percussion. And yeah, there's a little bit of guitar in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, and some 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 uh, some of the tracks are just um, acapella. Oh, yeah. Right on. Yeah, and then some of them are my my sons made up some songs, and I okay. got to capture those. Oh, cool. Singing, yeah. How'd you how'd you record it? What'd you use? Um, I used a four track in my phone. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you had the four track go into the phone input. Um. Sometimes I'd record with my phone and put it in the four track and then back on my phone and then other times I'd, I'd record on my phone. Wait, and then I'd and then I would 
record on my four track and put it into my phone. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's so kind of silly. I'm kind of excited to hear this now. I think it's do you, cool. Do you perform some of these songs live when you have uh, a gig or not quite? There's there's what a couple of them that I've performed. Yeah. Okay. But a lot of them are kind of experimenting songs. Um, some of them are kind of like riffing the lyrics. You know, sometimes you know, um, like improvising lyrics. Yeah. Um, which can be kind of scary. I don't know if you've ever done that. No, it's like I said, like I have to, I'm awful. So I love to, I love to write music, but when it comes to the lyrics, I'm just a, a bonehead. Mm. So I just, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I can come up with things that rhyme, but it's always really cliche and, and lame. I'm like, I just throw it away. I'm like, I, no, I'll just focus on, I'll just focus on the I, bass and the drums. Cause that's what I like. Honestly, I I feel that way a lot of the time. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the interesting thing about songwriting. It's like, what you know, I don't know. It, it just seems like it's like almost doesn't matter how long you've done it. Just because every time I start doing it, it's just I feel like I've never done it before. Mm. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, like, and I'm always questioning too. Mm-hmm. Like, like, do I still do this? Like, is this still something I can do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that used to be kind of scary, but now it's just like, maybe, I don't know, maybe I just don't do it anymore. Huh. And that, that'll be okay. I mean, I'll still survive. I, I remember one day I was like super frustrated because I was trying to come up with uh, uh, something for the background of, of one of our, our short films. Um, and so what I did was I went online to a random number generator mm. and then I just had it generate five numbers between five, five random numbers between one and 12. And mm. then I put it onto a cor- corresponding note. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, I have to write something with these five notes now. Cool. And it's gonna it's gonna have to work. And then when I put myself within that block, like I didn't the limitations. Use, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't use that. I didn't end up using that specific thing. But then you know, I'm like, well, if I once I got that track, you know, that riff down using those five notes, then it kind of allowed me to to move on to the next. It gave me some ideas. That's cool. You know, so, so I'm not just like stuck in that. Yeah. It's awful sometimes, that, and you get super frustrated. Too. Yeah, and and I'm sitting watching that video over and over again. I'm like, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you're. But the the lyrics, at least, I don't have to worry about that. That's hard. The lyrics are hard. And then sometimes when I when I uh, uh, read them, um, it built a spell mm-hmm. a local local band yeah. here. I've I mean, heard, some of, I've heard of those guys. Yeah, the, some of the some of the the lyrics that that he writes are. Pretty really? incredible. He's, he's incredible. Yeah, yeah, the lyricist. The but I don't like. I said it doesn't register to me when I'm listening to the music. And yeah, then, like I had my brother's like, you should probably just go and read them. Yeah, because they're they're pretty amazing. He's, to be he's able to, incredible to, to be able to come up with some of those things is, is yeah. pretty nuts to me. And then he's have an it be animal. meaningful within the song. Mm-hmm. So lots of respect for you to be able to write lyrics and melodies with your music, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did like redesign. I I liked redesign a ton. Oh, good. Yeah, thank super, you. Super, super strong album. Um, and it makes sense now that you that you uh, say that your your background is in drums because yeah. that title track is is yeah, really yeah. to me it's really catchy. But it's it's just that that uh, that beat that you have in the background. Mm. I think that kind of just takes you with it. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so. right on. Um, yeah. Do you want to do you want to end with uh, one of the questions from one of my friends? I his name's Wes. I call him the Abyss, and he comes up with really interesting okay. questions. I mean, this one's not. Uh, I'll, I'll take this, it. This is one, the one of them. Um, what is your favorite day of the week, and why? Oh, this is great. I've been really getting into the days of the week. Really? Um, yeah, like um, from a from a, a Vedic astrology perspective. Oh, okay. Um, and so, and my wife um, is is pretty knowledgeable about about this and um, how coincidental that i randomly landed yeah, on that question cool. okay good so so lately it's cha- it changes but lately i've been um um well like you know i've always loved sundays you know um that's that's a classic sunday is a classic day okay. um you know it's always just feels different the other days um but lately i've been getting into um thursdays okay yeah Thursdays? Super into Thursdays. Okay. Why? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, not, I'm, t- today's been okay. Today's okay. Saturday, right? Yeah. Today's Saturday. Um, so usually Saturdays are pretty hard. Really? Saturdays can be rough. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, Saturday's my favorite day. Really? Yeah. Well, because I work during the I've week and then hard Saturdays, Saturday yeah. I get the day off plus I get to sleep in the next day. So it's like. Yeah. Well, like circumstantially, yeah, Saturdays mm-hmm. are nice, but 
But yeah, so, I mean, so each day um, is is relates to a planet. Oh. And according to Vedic astrology. Okay. I did, wasn't aware of this. So Sunday, you know, um, sun, the sun. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not an expert. I can't go through it all. Okay. Um, <laughs> Don't even try. Just if you're yeah. interested, look it up. Yeah, yeah. Check this whole thing. I'm not. I'm not the expert. Um, but but when it's been, it's made total. I don't know if you have things like that. Like, um, yeah, you you hear it and it just it just makes sense. You're like, oh yeah, that's that's like truth. Like, sure. Why 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 wouldn't it be truth? So I've I've heard I've heard this, and so it's and and it also penetrated a little bit. Like I kind of think I think of the days in this in these different ways. Um, you know, um, and so Thursdays, um, there's just something about a Thursday. Um, it's actually really hard to explain um, and very strange. Um, yeah. So what is, what is the planet that's connected to Thursday? I forget. Um, I picture Jupiter, but I may like be wrong. There's like just a clarity. Mm-hmm. You know what? Is that right? I think you're exactly right. Okay. seems like a big day to me. I'm almost certain. I mean, uh, okay. look it up. Yeah, okay. look it up, but I'm almost certain Thursday is Jupiter. That's, okay. That's crazy that you okay. just guessed that. It's got to be true then. Because, um, yeah, Jupiter represents the teacher or the spiritual master. Oh, okay. Um, and, and yeah, and that's what Thursday is. And there's just a clarity about a, th- a Thursday. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've found, yeah, on Thursdays, I'm, I'm, I'm more able to, like, soak things in. You know, I'm able to re- read for longer and, and kind of just hmm. absorb, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually pretty productive on Thursdays too, because I know that Friday's right around the corner. Yeah. And, and so I can stay up a little bit later. It's not going to cost me too much. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I've gotten in the groove you're, of waking up all week by that point. You're practical, man. Yeah. I like it. I try to be. <laughs> right on. <laughs> what cool. a cool question. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Well, we're, we're at an hour, Nick. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. It's not going fast. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And um, when can we catch you at Tree Fort? Do you have? Do you I don't have, know yet. You don't know yet. Yeah. Okay. So stay tuned. I mean, it'll be on the Tree Fort website. Yeah. And the, I know that their app is super awesome. I don't know if you've ever used I've, it. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, heard it's it's super slick. Great. It's such a use, great festival. Yeah. It is. Easy. Easy festival. It is. Yeah. And 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 if one of the venues is too busy every single time, like I go and if I can't get in one place, I just slide down the road yeah. and it's like there's another amazing it's, group playing. It's easy. You just kind of, yeah, float down the river. Cool. Well, um, you'll have to keep me posted on that. I'll see it online. I'm excited to see your set though. Thank you. Yeah. Good, yeah. good talking with you. Yeah. It was, it was a pleasure. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having me. Yeah.